Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. I enjoy a conversation and some good vodka drinks with Cheryl Lee, president and founder of Rockabella Brand Vodka. I was drinking a different brand, but I have some Rockabella on the way for review. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. The Life Radio Show is now brought to you in part by the Nurses Guild of Florida, experts in home health care. Go to thenursesguild.com for more information. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are Zooming again today. Uh, COVID still has the radio station locked down, and someday, someday I hope to get back to my home in the radio studio because, you know, as, as much as I love doing these virtual interviews, they're just, it's just not the same as having somebody right there in front of you. And I kind of miss, I, I miss the craziness. I, I even miss Patrick. I even miss the producer they stuck in the radio to babysit me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my guest has zoomed on with me already. We have Cheryl Lee on the line with us. How are you? I'm good. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, but I want to talk about uh, several. You have several things to talk about, but first, we we need to get to know you a little bit. So tell me, tell me a little bit about Cheryl. Okay, my name is uh, Cheryl Lee. I'm from New Jersey, and I am the CEO and founder of Rockabella Brands, which is dedicated to fallen first responders, widows, and children. I am the widow of Jersey Fire Captain 911 First Responder Captain Mark Lee who had passed away on May 9, 2014, as a result of a 9-11 related illness. Mm. And in honor of his 30-year legacy and dedication of helping others in his community and giving back to less fortunate children, I decided to have my mission of creating a brand that symbolizes the love of family and the value and the importance of selflessness. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate his service. Absolutely. Thank you. So uh, tell me about Rockabella Brands. What uh, what all does that encompass? Okay. So Rockabella, right at the moment, uh, has a coconut mango pineapple, gluten-free vodka, all in one. And it was created in Florida, and it is absolutely delicious and created with love, and it's a smooth-tasting vodka. I, I like a good vodka. I'm actually, oh. ha- having, <laughs> I'm actually having a Stoli right now. Oh, well, you, after this, we'll talk, and I'll make sure you get your, uh, your bottle. Oh, absolutely, yeah. De- definitely, I, I want to try some on the air, too, you know. Yes, so the, I wish I could have sent it to you before. Yeah, so, <laughs> since I'm since I'm stuck at home doing these instead of in the studio, I get I get to have a drink when I'm here. So yeah. yes, well, cheers! I'm having one too. Awesome, awesome. I added a little bit. I uh, yes, I uh, I made myself a nice rockatini. A rockatini. <laughs> yeah. What what all is in a rockatini? It has a mango wedge, and it has rockabella coconut mango pineapple in it. With a splash of little bit, a little bit, I put in a slash just as of watermelon. It's delicious. That sounds very fruity. I, I've just got the uh, Stoli vodka and a little bit of cranberry. That's oh yeah, yes. I put some uh, some cranberry in there too. I mix it up a little bit, you know. Well, yeah, you but, have to. You have to mix it up. A yeah, little bit. but I got to tell you, it's delicious on well, the rock. I look it's so good. Oh, <laughs> it really is. It's really good. And it's and it's so smooth going down. It's distilled six times. Nice. Nice. Yeah, right? Made in Florida in citrus distillery. Everything is right from the farm to the bottle. So what what made you go with with vodka? 
Just just out of curiosity. Uh, out of family, out of my family barbecues, I've always created uh, drinks um, from from you know when I grew up in Jersey City when we used to have all the barbecues and everything, and I was always creating drinks. And I had all these recipes, you know, in my book and everything. And last year, after a long Christmas drive, we did over 8,000 children. I, I get mentally and physically exhausted um, in January. And, um, you know, it was going to be six years, you know, after my husband's passing. And I wanted to, you know, it was, I needed to start to find myself and to do something that I love to do. And... Um, I said, you know what, um, as far as creating, um, I'm a multitasker. I've been creating all different kind of drinks for years. And I said, let me, you know, bottle my vodka. And um, in doing this, and when I was developing the brand and developing everything, um, I wanted to include, you know, Marianne Woods, who had, her husband had passed away. Uh, a few months after my husband, Christmas Eve, um, and she had small children, I, and her and I became very, very close. And in deciding to build, you know, the vodka before, you know, everything with the brands and getting everything together, I wanted to include, you know, her husband on this bottle and dedicate this to our fallen first responder widows and children. Proceeds to this vodka go directly to them. Oh, that's um, Yes, and then I, div- I I created Rockabella Gives, and Rockabella Gives is building a better tomorrow for children, and that is um, raising money and doing events for children of autism, children with cancer, less fortunate kids, um, and we're working on a lot of exciting projects as we go along. Um, so with the, you know, I'm just trying to get the bottle out there, right. getting everyone till everything is, you know, going well here in New Jersey, but it's, you know, very, very small, you know, when I'm trying to branch out and where I'd be able to, you know, give that the, a check, you know, to the families in need, because no one knows the backstory of when you lose a first responder. And I'm talking about firefighters, police officers, military, nurses, doctors, even the janitors, because to me, they're essential, especially right. what's going on. And right. you don't know how, what they go through. And I know absolutely what you go through. And I've known what other widows have gone through. So they need, you know, especially if someone dies unexpectedly, they're lost. You know, they don't have, they don't, you know, have money. And they have to pay a bill or put food on the table for their children or pay, you know, a gas and electric bill or pay a mortgage or insurance for their children, you know, because they don't have insurance. So, you know, your insurance is dropped. So they need, you know, they need that. And um, with Rockabella, I'm hoping and praying that I can do that and, uh, you know, move on from there. Yeah, whatever, whatever I can do to help you get it out there, because that's definitely something that needs to need. These these are folks that definitely need our support. Yes, they do. They put their life on their line for us, and yeah. you know, and even though we thank them and we give to some causes and stuff, but with me, it's a hand on approach. Um, I go directly to them, and I present them a check, and with awesome. the help of everyone, I can make it possible. You know. Yeah, that that that's awesome. I spe- I especially like how in the times we're having right now with COVID and all that, you include the janitors because that's something a lot of people don't think about. Oh, you oh, yes. have janitors on the front <laughs> lines. You have maintenance men on the front lines up in the air handlers changing filters that are filtering out whatever was floating around in that hospital. Yes. And the reason I know that that's what I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, a, yeah. I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a maintenance uh, facilities maintenance at a lot of local uh, uh, medical facilities. Yes. So oh, yeah, wow. we're, we're right there with the doctors and nurses. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. du- as direct contact, but we're definitely the support staff in hospitals and medical centers often gets overlooked. Oh, absolutely. And when I was donating this year to nursing homes and hospitals, when I was speaking with the nurses and I was ordering their, you know, lunch for them, plus their dinner um, throughout New Jersey. And um, I had so many people helping me. I, I started it on my own with my own money. And when I would call them up and I would ask them how many people they had on staff, 
and they would tell me and I would say, okay, and, um, and how many janitors do you have? How many groundskeepers? And they would be like, you're going to donate to them? Of course I am. Of course I am. And they were like, wow. So, you know, we would do 78 meals in the afternoon and 60 in the, the evening. And, you know, they, and then I asked them, you know, is there anything else that, that you need? And they were saying they needed gowns and they needed face masks. And, you know, the state had ran out. And uh, one of the guys that I work with, a retired uh, firefighter, Larry Curtin, we were, him and I were all over Amazon, all over trying to get, you know, masks and gowns yeah. um, for nurses and doctors and stuff. And we couldn't find any. And it was so heartbreaking to me because I was like, wow, I gave them a meal, but, you know, I can't protect them. I can't help right. them with hand sanitizer and stuff. So um, that hit me hard. My mom was in a nursing facility. So I had her taken out, thank God, right before everything was going on and, um, you know, saved her life because where she was, they lost over 300 um, patients. Yes, it was one of the biggest, uh, nastiest nursing facilities that had gotten hit. Um, Thank God my mom is still alive in a new facility. I thank them. She I speak with her and FaceTime with her every Tuesday and she's doing well, thank God, you know, and they're treating well. Yeah, yeah and they're treating you, well. Over, over in, the, I mean, New York City, New Jersey area, you, you guys really got hit hard by this over there. I mean, a lot harder than just the population density. I mean, you guys got hit a lot harder than a lot of us. And we're getting hit with it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even where I am, it's the numbers are going to numbers are going back up across the country, and it's just, oh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's heartbreaking and yet just wondering when everything is going to be done. <laughs> I know. I know. And in the meantime, we have to stick together, take care of each other, support yeah. each other, support the small businesses, support your local business, support the families that are that in, in need. You know, $5 makes a difference, you know, and it really does. And just to go and give someone a food card, um, you know, or anything that they, they need, it, it, that's what we need. We need to all stand together. Uh, in unity and support each other and we'll get through this because so many businesses are closing down so many and oh yeah i'm I'm also one of the owners of wiley's comedy club here in dayton i mean being a comedy club you're in a room packed in a room full of people laughing you can't really do that right now no so we're very very limited seating in our club and it's all we can do to just squeak by I know. And I'm, that's what I do. I go on to uh, YouTube. I go on to Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, just to laugh, you know, and yeah. just to watch everyone's videos and stuff and, and, um, you know, like them and share them if I can. Um, you know, we have a, um, a little thing going here. It's called friends supporting friends. Hmm. And we just keep doing it on Facebook and Instagram and just supporting each other. And, you know, I, I love to cook. I, I really love to cook. But um, what we've been doing is we've been ordering out to support um, these, these you know, restaurants and yeah. stuff. So they have, you know, some money coming in so they can pay their employees and stay open. So that's what I do um, at least four or five times a week. And then I go over to the stop and shop. But mainly I do order out. And I do that because I want to support them to help them stay open. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. I'll, I'll DoorDash more than I used to because DoorDash, you can get some of the local restaurants rather than, than right. otherwise have a delivery service. Right. Exactly. That's, that's definitely something that can be done to help out because. Yes. And there a lot of places are doing takeout. I know in Ohio, you can even get drinks takeout now, which, mm-hmm. is, which is nice. Yes. Um, yeah, get some Rockabella in there. <laughs> get some, some Rockabella. Rockabella to the doorstep. Yep, and, and that'll go to a good cause in a couple of ways there. Yes, yes. I just became a certified woman-owned business by the state of New Jersey. Nice. Yes, and I am on the board of the New Jersey Women's Association now. So I'm very excited about that. Um I do a lot of volunteer work. Um, again, I cannot wait to get out there. I have so many projects that are going to be going on. And right now, like I said, our Christmas drive is going to be a grab and go. I mean, we have over 8,000 children. It's probably going to double this year, wow. you know? And we have like 1,700 autistic children and we have cancer kids. And we always made it so exciting for these children. 
And not only, you know, we, we give them a present, but we used to spend time with them and the families and, 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 and it's rough. So my son, who's a Jersey firefighter, and the Jersey Fire Department and the community is coming together to try to make it as successful as we can, yeah. you know, for these children. Because, you know, they, who, who wants to wake up without a, a Christmas present under their Christmas tree, you know? Right. Really. And, if, you know, food on their table. We give, you know, gift cards to, you know, to the families so they can get dinner. Um, well, we that, have pe- that, and, that and spending time with them. I mean, that. that yes. Which, I mean, that's harder to do now, but. It is, you know, it is because my son, when we would, you know, donate the bikes to these kids and stuff, my son would go back and teach the the child how to ride the bike. Oh, nice. So, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's very difficult, you know, and like I said, I have my grandson's 12. He, you know, he says, I now this the new normal. Now I go to school one day a week and, uh, you know, and everything else is on the computer and my granddaughter, she's one and, you know, my daughter is very protective, you know, with her and stuff and everything, but who knows what the future is going to hold for these kids. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for us, so it's, you know, like the the gas prices go up and everything, people bitch and moan and complain, but they pay the, they pay because they need gas to have in their car, right. To go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's it's a necessity, but you know, exactly. So now, right. Yeah. So now because it gets out of control and at least, gas prices are down now because nobody's allowed to go anywhere. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, you know, and my thing is I, I, you know, I go online and I see all this stuff pops up about, you know, these face masks and these gloves and stuff like that. I had someone, they, he made face masks and then I had um, a very nice gentleman, Charles came and he donated a hundred and something gloves about maybe like two, 300 gloves. And I had given them out to the elderly and stuff, but I really think that they should, especially the elderly um, and, and everything, they really need our help yeah. in, you know, getting face masks. And, and even just if they can't even go out and, it, you know, it, they have an early time to shop and stuff, but my heart breaks for them, you know? Yeah. It really well, one, does. One of, one of the things I find sad, and I, I have a I have a friend that's gone through this with her mother. Her mother has uh, Alzheimer's and a little bit of dementia and doesn't quite understand what's going on. Right. And they've kind of opened up the nursing home where the only thing they could do is like talk to them through a window. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. for, for you have a patient that doesn't quite understand what's happening and you can't really explain it to them. No, they're, I mean, it's, it's just going to be more frightening for them if you won't do anything other than talk to them through a window. Uh, that's why I, I that's why I do uh, FaceTime with my mom yeah. every week. I FaceTime with her for an hour and she tells me, I don't want to get that. I don't want to get that. She's 78 years old. And I said, mom, I kept you safe this long. I'm going to keep you safe. So you're good where you are and you're okay. You know? Yeah. But it is, you've got to worry about them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's frightening. I mean, every, every aspect of life is kind of different than it we've ever known it right now. Yeah. Yes. And like I said, the, the more, as far, you know, as me, like with my, you know, I have, I have a regular vodka that is uh, going to be coming out and um, that is also dedicated to our fallen first responders. And then I have a bourbon um, and um, apple caramel bourbon, which I'm just waiting for the label to be approved. That is going, um, those proceeds, some of the proceeds are going to um, animals. And my son and firefighters, police officers, you know, everybody's always rescuing one. If it was up to my son, he'd have a thousand animals. <laughs> so um, my gift to him with that is to hopefully build a beautiful shelter in the mountains for these animals to go to so they can run free and be taken care of. And we don't have to worry about them, you know, being killed. Right. And then people can go and adopt them or whatever. But if they're not adopted, they can grow old. Yeah, they still, they still have a place care. to do that. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, that's my mission to keep creating and um, keep developing and building my brand and building my um, my charity organization. Um, I built my husband's with my son, the Captain Mark Lee Fund. I, we built that. And uh, when he passed away in 2014, we had 2,300 kids that he was doing. 
And when he asked us to take over, I didn't know if I could to tell you the truth because I wasn't even know if I'd be in the right mind. And I promised him, you know, and uh, I did it, you know, and we brought it up to 8,000 children. So, um, you know, it's a a lot of work, but now I'm building my legacy for myself. I'm building something for, for me to leave to my children as my husband did to us and then to other children. So um, as we grow um, in 2021, with the help of God and everything opening up, I will be building a salon for autistic children and cancer kids, specializing for them so they can go and get their hair done and be pampered and have their parties. Um, And it's just strictly for them. Nice. You know, because it's, it's very hard. I, I've gone to a salon. I seen a child that was sitting there that had, you know, um, some special needs and stuff. And it was difficult for them. But here when, you know, they have restaurants, some of the restaurants that have uh, a room for the, you know, for the children and stuff. And I see, and I, I'm around them and I, and I know what, I know what they need. And um, I'm not a specialist, but I'm working with um, nurses and administrators who are involved with special needs. So it's, it's, it's good, you know? So, but again, everything that slowed me down because I'm such a multitasker, I'd be going like, if if we didn't have this pandemic, who knows where I would be? I'd be like all over the place, you know, because me, I'm, I'm just like, I want to do it. I got it. Just like with my vodka, like you said, um, you know, I was creating drinks for so long, for so many years and, you know, my, everybody would say, Oh, but it's somebody else's vodka, somebody else's rum, tequila. And I was like, listen, it's mine now, you know, it's ours. It's, I created this, you know, and I'm just a normal woman from New Jersey. I'm not rich. I'm not, you know, and all this, I put all my money into this and stuff and I'm not like these big, huge corporations. And that's what people said that I was up against. But when they taste the vodka and they see the mission and the purpose and they know me as a person. And like I said, you can Google me, you can all look at my websites and everything to know that I'm a genuine person and who I am. That brings me to the top because, and also I know every retailer that buys Rockabella. I call them up. I thank them. I visit with them. I want to know the consumer. I want to know how you feel. If you like it, you don't like it. You know, that's me. No matter where I am and what level that I get or what I do, I will always thank them for supporting me. And I want them to know me, you yeah. know, there's, there's not a lot of that personal touch anywhere in business. No, no, it has to be. You have to have that personal touch. Listen, and I'm not giving away the secret, but I'm just saying, you know what, buddy, you people are making all this money and are you donating it? What are you doing with all this money? Are you thanking your retailer for, you know, buying your cases you know, and selling your product, what are you doing with it? Are you giving? Where are all these people? They're running out of toilet paper, paper towels, Lysol, everything. Like, why aren't you just producing and then giving? You know, that's my problem. I have a problem with that, you know? And I'm like, okay, so now you, you're going to go, the, you know, you go to the store now and everything is no frills and all this kind of stuff. And and it's heart-wrenching that these People aren't coming out, these big, huge corporations and these money people aren't putting their hands in their pockets to help these people. Because if they did, if they did that, if everybody just put their hand in their pocket, I'm talking about the rich people, the people that are making the money, they put their hand in their pocket and they give a couple dollars to their community where their businesses are or where they live. You know what a difference that would make? That would make a huge difference. A huge difference. And then we don't have to keep depending on this government to decide when we're going to get a check, when we're going to do this, unemployment. It's crazy. But who am I? I'm just a woman from New Jersey, you know, that's, you know, building a brand and, and with a mission and taking care of people. But, you know, I want people to hear it. I want them to say, you know what? This woman's right. You know? And I'm not going to name like names like Stolies, kind of one, like all these people, like, you know, Crown Royal, like all these rich companies, you know, Pampas and everybody else and, and Scott Tissue and all that to, you know, give back, put your hand in your pocket. Yeah. Wherever well, yeah, you're factored. There, there were some, there were some of the uh, liquor distilleries that were making, uh, 
uh, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, but I mean, they weren't donating them. <laughs> nope, they just found a new way to make money. Is what they exactly, did. exactly. Where I have hand sanitizer and I give it out. Not much. Well, I could afford, but when I go to my events and I do was doing my stuff, I would give out hand sanitizer. Yeah. They wanted it. They they can have it. You know, but right. I couldn't make quite large quantities. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish I could, but you know, yeah, you, you got to work on the vodka still. You yes. Got to make sure the vodka gets out there. Cause I, I do. I do. I really do. I need to make sure that the vodka gets out there because when I can present that check, that's, that's yeah. going to be, I'm, 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 then I'm halfway there. Yeah. The, the pandemics come and go, but uh, the vodka needs to stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, it is a taste of pure elegance. I'm telling you. And you wait till you wait till you taste it. Wait. I, I look forward to it. You wait. <laughs> yep. You're going to be like, wow. Yeah. I, I yeah. will. I, who knows? I may just switch switch brands altogether. I think you might. <laughs> I believe so. I'm not confident. Okay. All right. I I, I like your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I believe so. We, me and Mayor, we put a, you know, we put our heart and souls into this, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. We really did. We put our heart and souls into this. And, uh, you know, it's just, like I said, I just decided I'm going to say, you know what? I, I could do this. I can create more. And even, you know, my, my natural teas that I have down the line, my, my celsus that are coming out, my, but I, I said, I have to, Make sure that I give back. It's very, very, very important. And I instilled that in my children. I'm going to instill it in my grandchildren and people that I know. I have a great, great support system. And, you know, that's very important to me, you know. And I want everyone to say, wow, you know what? She she does good for the community. And not even just my community, outside my community, you know, in, in the United States. It starts at home first, you know. Oh, yeah, it has to. So, yes, we have to take care of our families and our children here because our children need us. That's very, very important. And I know they say, oh, you know, vodka and children or whatever. No, this is where it started. This is where it's building. Rockabella gives. I give to the children and the families and do whatever I can, you know, down the line, you know, once everything is built up. So right. you give, give proceeds to the children, not vodka. That's no, no, no. I give them. No, <laughs> we buy I the vodka. Them. You, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. You, the adults buy the vodka right. and then we donate. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Make, make sure we clarify that. <laughs> yes. Just the adults, 21 and older. Yeah. Yes. And some of the 21 year olds probably shouldn't either, but you know, I know, but that's the legal age. That's the legal age. Yeah. You know, that's the legal. Hey, listen, you could just put a little splash of the vodka and make it cranberry pineapple, whatever you want. What is that? Uh, they do that. Um, the Munster. Uh, it's really good with those drinks, too. You mix it with. Uh, I don't even drink them. Those energy drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the. Yeah. The people are doing it with uh, mixing it with. Um, the Red Bull. And- Red Bull. Yep. Red Bull and Rockabella. Oh, they loved it. And that Munster drink, too. But more Red Bull. Yeah. I see a lot of people, yeah, especially in the summertime, they were they were mixing it. And they were like, wow, this stuff's pretty damn good together. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the worst things I've ever done in my life is, is Red Bull and Jaeger. That's Oh God. I, I never had drank- a, I had a night of that that just just about <laughs> destroyed me. I, I don't think I drank for three months after that. <laughs> I am so hyper as it is that if I had Red Bull, I'd probably be climbing my ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it was one of those nights I had to I had to go back to the bar the next day and ask if I did anything stupid. Really? Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> and they said, oh. <laughs> "Am I still allowed to come in here?" Yeah, yeah, because it was right by my house, so it's just you know I I can walk home. That that night it took me like two minutes to walk to the bar and like three hours to walk home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you'd have to call an Uber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no telling where I would have ended up if I got an Uber. (laughs) Somebody else's doorstep. 
Yep. Who, who knows? Who knows? Well, I, I think that might have been the night that the uh, the local police found me in the parking lot behind my house and walked me the rest of the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so thankful for for small town police officers that day. <laughs> oh my god. Oh God! Yeah. So yeah, Jaeger and Red Bull just—that's that's a bad mixture. Those Jaeger bombs are not. That's like a fireball. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't do fireball either. That's that's. Me neither. Yeah, I'm just. I stick with vodka nowadays, and just yes, in moderation. Yeah, no. I have to tell you, no, it's true. I, I have to tell you, I used to do uh, Friday night cocktails with Rockabella, but then I got so busy on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and I had a lot of followers, and um, I wind up getting so drunk. <laughs> we drink a whole bottle, and we would do all this crazy stuff. It was it was fun. It was fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I and I would create drinks as I was doing it. I would say, oh, this is Demetria. This is the Hurricane. Jersey Shore Twist is coming. Like, you know what, when the hurricane and everything and like just started, like all these concoctions, I even used iced tea. Nice. What did, did you have to record them so that you knew, so that you could remember? Yes. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah. We made them. Yes. Yep. We made the drinks and, and then we put them on. Uh, we were, you know, my advertising agency who helps me uh, adapt and social, they're wonderful. Um, and they would just put the drinks up on the webpage and stuff, you know? Nice. Yeah, but it was fun. It was really fun. I'd say, oh, all right, the hurricane's coming. We're making a twister, Rockabella <laughs> twister. <laughs> and I would just take all different kind of juices and throw it in there, and then I would freeze them. Then we make an icy. Oh, my God, it was so good. Mm. Oh, delicious. Yeah, I will send you some recipes, too. You never, you never know what, what citrus fruit it's blowing up from the tropics. Oh, I'll tell you. I'm gonna, when, I, when I send you, I'm going to send you recipes. Nice. <laughs> oh, forget it. You're going to be so addicted. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trust well, me. I, 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 I'm looking forward to this now. I'm, I'm getting excited. <laughs> yep. You can have it in a couple of days. Sweet. All right. We're going to take a short break here and we will be back here shortly with more from Cheryl Lee and Rockabella Brands. Don't go anywhere. <clears throat> So people, people always come to me for relationship advice. Now, one of the most common questions people ask me is, are, hey, how come I can't find my one true love, even though there's all these people out there that are available? Well, as you know, we all have uh, love, love languages where we have to find what it is that um, speaks to us in another person. But as we've been learning, there there's a lot of us that might have some alien DNA Which makes it so that like our our love language is kind of screwed up because it's like an alien language, and so it's like this indecipherable nonsense. And so you're trying to find your one true love, and and you got this this crazy whacked out love language that no one could figure out, and they're just kind of like I don't I don't know what to do deal with and then of course you could it could be that there are the people that you're picking or probably they could be uh they could be descendants of demon seed which which is horrible which is horrible so you got your combination of you alien and you don't know your language is like players over here and then and then they're the demon seed huh and then and maybe because your language is so messed up, you're attracted to the people with the demon seed. And they're just horrible. Ain't good for anybody. And so, so maybe, maybe uh, what you should do is uh, instead of trying to find a perfect one, maybe you should just go find somebody you don't like at all. Maybe that's the problem. You're just not good at picking people. You're just always picking the wrong person. I mean, 
when you just start off where you just don't like them to begin with and then you got then you got nowhere to go but to like them or you could just yeah you know, just do them or you could just be alone so, you know some just be your own best friend just, you probably shouldn't be promulgating the species anyway because you're really bad at relationships so you're probably going to screw all the kids too so yeah so uh so in conclusion um quit looking okay All the decisions for my chickens All the long-range planning is totally up to me And I know exactly what it is you're thinking How can a person with my schedule Take on more responsibility? There are the meals to plan There is the food to buy Should I get the chicken scratch The layer mash or the meat builder I'm gonna have to call you back I got a rooster crowing online too I doodle do I screen all the emails for my chickens Their typing skills are hunting peck obviously and I know exactly what it is you're thinking How can a man with my portfolio take on more responsibility I got to filter spam, I got to make replies Should I get the chicken scratch, the layer mash, or the meat builder? I'm gonna have to call you back I got a hand that's plucking on mine too I doodle-doo I don't mention quiche or say over easy Never a la king or use the word gravy How I dread the day when a hen might mention something smelling good Hey, what you got cooking in the kitchen? All the news gets filtered for my chicken All the shallow innuendo is totally up to me And I know exactly what it is you're thinking How can a person with my small apartment take on more responsibility? It's strictly need to know, it's only happy talk, the latest layer mash, chicken scratch or meat builder. I'm gonna have to call you back, I got a hard boiled egg on mine too. I do. The following is an important message from the Nurses Guild of Florida. We know COVID has many scared, and many of our seniors are even afraid to go to the doctors. Just the thought of being exposed to all the people in the waiting room, in addition to the doctor's staff, is a risk many don't want to take right now. However, putting off health care makes most conditions worse. The Nurses Guild has the solution. One that exposes you to just one person. Call your doctor's office and have them order a nursing assessment from the Nurses Guild. We are a five-star Medicare home health agency. Your registered nurse in full PPE will perform a full head-to-toe assessment, vital signs and medication review, pulse oximetry, even an EKG if needed. Lab work and x-rays can also be done at home. Our registered nurse will discuss all of this strictly and directly with your doctor and get you results. All of our nurses and home health aides are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 in Broward County and 561 826 
888-8937 in Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Fristalia breaking the fourth wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. You fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> and this this project with that we're just about to wrap filming on has been a weird one just because we started it right before COVID hit. So a lot of the actors that were committed then couldn't make the same time commitment now. So it's just, I've never seen a cycle through because independent film, you're going to cycle through a lot of actors that drop out. Right. But I've never seen one like this. Really? <laughs> it, it got so bad that he just, the original shooting script has pretty much been abandoned. He'll, oh. he'll develop new scenes that we're going to shoot throughout the week. And then once the weekend hits, we shoot the new scenes that he just wrote. Okay. And then he's going to put it all together later, but it's, it's the original shooting script. I, I'd say we're probably only using about 30% of what was there originally. <laughs> oh God. Well, rock. Yeah. Rockabella is in a, a movie. It's called the family's feud. It's a mafia movie. Nice. And I met them through, you know, the wise guys and, and stuff and everything. Well, I met Bruce, who was the producer and stuff. And, uh, you know, Johnny Katz and all them and, you know, um, the wise guys and stuff. And they have, I mean, they love Rockabella and they're, they're from New Jersey and Rhode Island and stuff. And, you know, Bruce said to me, he said, listen, Cheryl, he said, I love the vodka. I love what you're doing. I love everything. I want Rockabella to be in the movie. I was like, you got to be kidding. He said, nope. So he sent um, a friend of his down to New Jersey to buy it because he's in Ro- he was shooting in Rhode Island. And Rockabella is going to be in the movie. Nice. Yeah. And he's well, going to be. If I knew about in advance, the, the character in the movie that we're just getting ready to wrap is a vodka drinker as well. Oh, and had, You know, had I known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow. I was like, you got to be kidding. He was like, no. And I want to help you. And. We're going to get this out and, you know, the cause and all these act, the actors love it and everything. So I was like, wow, because I met them through Bellagio, who's a uh, Italian singer. Nice. Through, you know, through the wise guys and through my publicist here, Richard McCormick, who I've known since I'm 14 years old. And he's like helping me out with everything. Mm. And uh, he's been great. He, you know, knows all these people in Jersey Journal and all this kind of stuff. So um, he's like, sure. Well, I, you know, he helps me with all my charity stuff so he said I really want to help you with this and when I when I brought the samples and they tasted I was like nervous and and everything and next thing you know they're on live with people from Italy telling them about Rockabella nice. I was like I can't, I know I was like I can't believe this so I, I've been blessed with that and again you know this pandemic slowed me down because I'm 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 ready to roll. You know, I'm like, yeah. take me anywhere. Like I'll go to Ohio. I'll go anywhere that I need to go. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. So, yeah. I will go anywhere that I, that I need to go to promote Rockabella and, and the charity. And oh. like I said, it's, it's very important that, um, I know everyone. So I want them to have, it's like you say, it's, it's a, it's very personal to me yeah. and that's just who I am. And that's who my husband was. And he instilled that in me, you know? Like you have to, everything that you do, Cheryl, you have to make sure that you know the people. And then when he was with uh, Bergen Action Community, which is a run by the federal government and it's a program for immigrants and, you know, less fortunate children or whatever. And I became a board member. I took over his spot and I, for the community, and they presented me with Woman of the Year Award. And I was shocked. And when I got up there to talk in front of all these people, I'm about like the governor, senators, all these people, 
I didn't talk about myself. I talked about my husband. I was like, all these women were there getting these awards. And I said, I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he was big into the community with the special needs children and, and these, you know, less fortunate kids. And he's, he just done so much. And, and I, I promised him that I would, you know, keep doing it. But I was just like, oh, I can't stand up here and thank these people and talk about myself. I got to talk about him. I got to stand ovation. I thought they were going to boo me off the stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was just like, I'm here because of him, you know? Yeah, so I, otherwise I, I would I just. See, I can't see him booing you for that. Right. I said, I would just been really like I always was. I was his shadow, always helping him, you know, side by side. I was Mrs. Claus, but he was Mr. Claus um, <laughs> to everybody for every aspect. You know, like I said, he grew up poor. You know, he lost his dad when he was little. He knew what it was like. And he made a commitment to himself that he would, you know, help as many children that he, that he could. And I had to respect that, you know. Except when Mr. Softy used to come to my house at five o'clock and park in my driveway when I was trying to feed my kids and my husband would go outside and stop buying ice cream for everybody. And my kids would cry. They said, what about us? And I'd say, well, you can have it after dinner. And they say, but mommy, it's going to melt. And I'd say, oh God. All right. You know, and I would say to Bob, can you come back later? Like, you know, like a later time. Why do you have to come at five o'clock in my driveway? Because he knew where he was getting the money. Huh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? well, I, I know we, we hadn't officially come back from break yet, but a lot of that I I would like to keep in the episode with your blessing. Oh, sure. Okay. I, I didn't figure it'd be a problem because that's no. stuff to include in the episode. So I would just. You, you can, right? Or I have to talk about oh, it yeah. again. What's that? No, I, we, oh. I, I stay recording through the whole. Thing. Oh, okay, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, with something that's not officially back from break yet, I do, I do want to make sure you're, uh, you know, yeah. you're good with it going out. No problem. <laughs> if it's good entertainment, they like it, put it on. Absolutely. Well, now that we are officially back from break, are we ready to hit some crazy news stories? Yes, let's hit some crazy news right. stories. Now, I, I pull these up as we're talking, so most of these I have not looked at before. In fact, I think today I don't think any of these have I even read anything about before. So, Okay. These are going to be as new and strange to me as they are to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, transportation officials in the Netherlands said no one was injured when a subway train crashed through a barrier and came to rest on a giant sculpture of a whale's tail. Uh, RET, the the transport operator in the city of Rotterdam, said the subway train jumped the tracks and crashed through the buffers on its approach to De Eckers Station. Officials said the train would have crashed to the ground about 30 feet below if it hadn't landed atop one of the two whale tail sculptures next to the tracks. Uh, The sculpture is appropriately named Saved by the Whale's Tail. (laughs) 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 Named that before. And there is is video in a picture. If if anybody listening wants to check out upi.com odd news, uh, this is actually the, the whole front car of this subway train is sitting on this whale's tail that just happens to be at the same level that the tracks are. So nobody fell off and nobody was injured. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a very fortunate uh, sculpture placement. Oh my God. I'm I'm sure that was not something they dreamed would happen when they first put those there, but. uh, All right. Do you think he was drinking vodka? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good possibility. <laughs> he had a little too many. off the tracks. It, they could have been drinking something. I think he had a little too many that day. Yeah, well, it was a, it was Thank God nobody Jones. got hurt. Is that the, the, is that, is that the uh, Grateful Dead song, Casey Jones? Yeah, make sure. He <laughs> wasn't that. drinking vodka. I think he was snorting something. But. Oh, dear God. Well, I hope I hope and pray. Thank, like you said, nobody got hurt. That was good. But the poor whale's tail, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure there was some damage to the whale's tail because I mean, yes, subway train yeah. couldn't be very light. You know? No. No. But yeah, that's that's very very lucky people in the Netherlands, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, if, if yeah, who who would who would believe you if there weren't pictures? That's that's why I'm glad they have cell phones and they have cameras everywhere now to an extent, because right. some of this stuff is just it's just hard to believe. Oh, I know. 
This, this one sounds a little weird. A Florida man uh, who's re who requires special contact lenses to see invented a robot to help people with dexterity issues insert and remove their lenses. Craig Hershoff, who uses special contact lenses, lenses known as scleral lenses, and I've seen these, they're very interesting, uh, said he invented a voice-activated robot to help elderly patients and others with dexterity issues insert and remove their contact lenses without another person's assistance. Uh, we've tried the device on el elderly people. I'm elderly too, and it really helps with dexterity. They've all liked it and appreciated how well it works, said Hershoff. Uh, now, th these scleral lenses, I've seen these before. In fact, uh, my uh, my wife had to have these, and they're very expensive. And what these are for is for people whose, uh, whose cornea won't take proper shape. Wow. And actually, these are huge, huge hard contact lenses that are filled with the, the solution that the whole thing just goes out. You have to put them in and take them out with such suction cups. So, yeah, I, I know I know what he's talking about. I've seen I've seen people trying to put these in, and they are not fun at all. Well, I wish that was available when I was doing my mother's contacts. <laughs> yeah, that's, job uh, that was. Yeah, the, does she have the scleral lenses or just the regular contact lenses? No, she has she has the the regular, but I, she had one that was already in there and never told me, and then I put one on top of it. <laughs> And then we went to the eye doctor to get checked. He said, Cheryl, your mother has two contacts in one eye. Yeah, I was no like, what? She's having trouble seeing. <laughs> yes. She kept saying, my eye's irritated. Oh, yeah. God. And then I tried to put her contacts in. Forget it. I didn't know how. What a mess. And she just got annoyed at me. Yeah. That would have been good for her. Yeah, there you go. I'm just, the worry for me is a robot thing because they have a certain set stopping point. If you put a number in wrong, that's going through your head. <laughs> I've seen true. this happen with machinists and machine shops where they put the wrong number in. You have a piece of, you have a tool going through a piece of steel at about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> no, and do you imagine everything robots taking care of everybody? Oh, God. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, Jesus. Get one one number wrong, you're in trouble. We're in trouble. So here comes the robots. We all better run. Yep the ro the robots are taking everything over. They're even dealing with the, <laughs> putting your contacts in for you. Now. Listen, I want a robot only if they can massage my feet, scratch my back, cook me a meal, and get my clothes ready. I'm good. Right, and then that's that's it. That's all we need. Yes. Let's see who comes up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first to try it out. Yeah, but I, I, I'd really like, I'd prefer to keep robots away from my eyes. Yes, you know, definitely. Now, where are they from? Uh, this was in Florida. This was a Florida oh, okay. man story, which, which is pretty tame for a Florida man story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yeah, because they, there's there's some crazy Florida man stories out there, and that's that's just not... Uh, that's Worse than Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we've we've had some great Florida man stories on this show over the years. One of the things I I, I used to inv invite a lot of uh, newer comedians on the show, and a lot of them it would be their first time on the radio, which was always fun for me. And right. one of the comics I had on, he actually developed an entire set based on a news story we covered on my show. Really? Yeah, a Florida man story. He got an entire uh, uh, six-minute set out of. Wow. And the story was uh, there was a guy that pulled through, I think it was a Wendy's, and all he ordered was a Pepsi, and he got to the window, and they asked him for his money, and he grabbed, he had a three-foot alligator in the car with him. He grabbed <laughs> the alligator, threw it through the drive through window, window <laughs> and took off. <laughs> what is soda? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's like, I don't think a three-foot alligator is legal tender, but I'm not sure because in Florida, it may be. Right. You never, yeah. you never know down there. No. <laughs> An Idaho man with the habit of breaking Guinness World Records beat one of his own records by completing 454 juggling catches in one minute while blindfolded. 
Uh, David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, originated the record for most, ju most juggling catches in one minute with three objects blindfolded in March 2016 when he completed 364 catches. Uh, Rush beat his own record in 2017 at the first robotics, first robotics national competition. That's uh, more robots. They're taking over the news now. They sure are. <laughs> At the first robotics competition in St. Louis, Missouri, when he achieved 428 catches, uh, the record breaker, who has several other juggling records to his name, broke his own record yet again this month when he managed 454 catches in the allotted time. This It's, it's an interesting hobby, I guess, to blindfolded juggle and try to catch its but 454 catches in one minute, that's pretty substantial, I think. Uh, definitely. That's, that's some fast juggling blindfolded. Is that a video or a picture? Uh, I believe there's a video on that as well. If you, if you want to see, see that crazy feat, uh, yeah. again, that also is on UPI. Wow. One of, one of my uh, more prolific strange news story places right there. But uh, we're, we're going to move over to Huffington Post for this one. We'll cover one. Uh, some neighbors in Richmond, Texas, had a bone to pick with Angela Neva's uh, Halloween skeleton strip club display. <laughs> <laughs> the Homeowners Association called Neva's uh, pole dancing skeletons and dollar bill waving customers scalacious. Called it scalacious, I guess, in a uh, Houston report. Well, the, uh, the actual terms were offensively positioned and inappropriate. Uh, Nava got a letter saying she had 30 days to shut it down. Uh, she said she wanted to provide laughs in a difficult year and will bury the display on November 1st. Everybody in my section of the neighborhood has been very supportive, she told the Houston Chronicle. I do have a few haters. We have to respectfully disagree, agree to disagree. disagree. I can't even talk today. Must, it's the Stoli. It's the story. <laughs> uh, we have to respectfully agree to disagree. For me, this is just a great creative outlet. And that's, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I believe there's video for that, too. And that's, that's fabulous. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I do, too. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it just, it's just too prov provocative, I guess. All the, all the yeah. nosy people that are uh, wishing they could go to a strip club right now. That's, that's probably what it was. It just reminded them of what they weren't able to do at this time. Save your dollars. Yep. Save, <laughs> save your dollars. Cause eventually COVID's going to end and there's going to be, you're, you're going to have some, some people to put through college, I guess. Is what that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. Wow. <laughs> the things people do, I'll tell you. Oh yeah. You, you, you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder, but, uh, I, th I think we've covered a little bit of everything on the news stories tonight. And, you know, I, there's probably more out there, but I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now because I always like to give a couple minutes if you have any social media you want to promote, of course, a website, uh, anything else. I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to throw all that out there in one big pile for folks to see. Thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Okay, so we have, you can go and learn about Rockabella Brands, and you can order it and see if it's uh, in your state yet. We are adding states on um, as you, uh, SPS and FedEx and everything opens up. Um, that's at rockabellabrands.com. Also, my website for Rockabella Gives is rockabellagives.org. Um, our Christmas drive this year... <clears throat> You can go to my website on Facebook um, at Rockabella Gives. Um, you can order apparel and proceeds to the apparel go to um, directly to the children for, uh, for Christmas, or you can make a mandatory donation. Also, uh, my son, Mark, um, has um, donateatoy.org. That's D-O-N-A-T-E-A, toy, T-O-Y, dot org. Look up the Captain Mark V. Lee Christmas Drive, and then you click on that, and it says Captain V. Lee Toy Drive, and you can either donate a toy, um, again, or a, a donation. Um, anyone in that wants to send a, gift, a food card, a gift card, um, they can contact me at Cheryl, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L dot Lee, L-E-E, -E, at rockabellabrands.com. That's R-O-C-A-B-E-L-L-A, 
brands, B-R-A-N-D-S dot com. You can find me on Facebook at Cheryl Kelly Lee. I am also on Instagram as Rockabella Diamond One. Rockabella is also on Instagram at rockabella.brands. That's R-O-C-A-B-E-L-L-A dot brands. And please help support us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for being on the show. It was great talking to you and learning about that, learning about some great vodka. Thank you. And don't forget some of your information. Message me. Absolutely. And thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening to me, I'm just going to keep making them. All right. Have a great day. And keep on going. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Overwhelms me. All right, do you think he was drinking vodka? <laughs>